Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. Thank you. I am so honored to be speaking here. This is my first time on a Sunday morning. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I love the, the fact that the youth are right there. That is just so cool. Hi. I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm so on, just on fire about what God is doing here this morning. This morning we've prayed, we've worshipped, uh, we've come together as, as a church family and helped each other out. I'm just so excited about this church family. Um, God's doing some good things. Can we pray? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's pray. Uh, dear God, I thank you so much for what you're doing here, what you've already done. Thank you for opening up hearts. Thank you for uh, going in there and providing healing and grace. God, thank you so much for the fact that you are here. Your presence is so, uh, so necessary in our lives, God. We thank you that you are faithful to, to come and to bind us together, God. You are the glue in our relationships. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Thank you, God. Um, awesome. Today I'm going to be talking about 10 ways to improve our relationships. Um, and this, uh, uh, all 10 of these ways are going to be in, uh, in the vein of communication, which is our sermon. Uh, but I think our, the title started to sound a little bit like a, a BuzzFeed article. Have you guys heard of this before? <laughs> 10 ways to prank your mother-in-law. Number, number eight might surprise you. <laughs> you know, 16 things only people named Josh will understand. <laughs> or I, I literally saw this one this week. 25 raccoons you won't believe exist. (laughs) I don't know, it's crazy. So, uh, we're going to cover a lot of ground. And like those articles, I hope that one catches, uh, one of these ways catches your eye, that we can put into practice some of these things. Um, Everything won't apply to every person, but I believe that God's going to speak to each one of us today. Because uh, he's faithful to do that. Every, t- every single time that we're open and we're listening for his word, he, he lets us know what he wants. Um, cool. So first off, I think this is a very important part. I believe God created us for community. Yeah. I believe he made us with a need for community. You think about uh, the creation of the world, right? In Genesis 1, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And he called it good, yep. right? Mm-hmm. He created uh, the earth, he created the sky, he called it good. He created the animals, and he created the birds, he called it good. Fish in the sea, called it good. He created man. It's the first time he said something was not good. He said it is not good for man to be alone. Come on. We're created with a need for each other, for community. Um, And I, I want you to know this morning, it's not weak to say that you need somebody else. Amen. It's not weak to say... I'm lonely. Yeah. You know? That's not, a, that's not a weakness. That doesn't mean you're broken. That's how God made you. Right. God made you with that need. Um, we're a body, right? We're the body of Christ. That's what the Bible says. And bodies don't function very well when the parts are separated from each other. <laughs> right? Eyeballs over here, a liver. Cameron brought out that tongue. Yeah. It's no good <laughs> disconnected from the body. So we got to be connected. We're, uh, God uses friendships and relationships to fashion us into valuable members of his kingdom. To be citizens of his kingdom, he uses each one of us. That's the Bible says just like iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Yeah. 
Ecclesiastes says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone. When he falls, he, has, he does not have another to lift him up. And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So who is our threefold cord? Let's think about that for a second. Good. Who are the people in our lives that we can count on, that we can call on, um, to, you know, when, when something's wrong, when we need help, when we need a helping hand? Or who are those people in our lives that will slap us upside the head when we need it? Yeah. You know, when we're going the wrong way. Um, this year, I ran out of gas on the side of the highway really? on the way to church. Ah. I was on the worship team, I was leading the worship team at the time, <laughs> and I was a little stressed, because I was supposed to be the first one there, uh, unlocking the doors and, you know, doing different things, uh, and ran out of gas, um, it was in my father-in-law's car, uh, it was just a bad situation, um, and so I started walking two miles to the nearest gas station, um, and you know who came and picked me up and helped me out? It was a brother in Christ yeah. from the church, Bill Menser, came and picked me up. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> but it's, the church family is always the first ones to help out. We, you know that you can call people in this church and they will help you out? Yeah. That's what we're here for, yep. right? Amen. Um, in the past few years, we've had a couple of family members pass away. And you know who the first people are to bring food? Uh, to bring meals or to provide comfort or to say, hey, can we just get together? You know, how are you doing? It's our church family, yeah. you know? It, uh, the love of Christ is shown um, through each other. We show Christ to each other. That's, That's right. how it's supposed to be. That's right. Um, so this church service is less about the weekly service. It's less about listening to some songs and less about listening to... Uh, speaker, and it's more about coming together with the same purpose to honor God um, and to see His will done. Right. You know, that's why we're here. Um, so the question is, how do we serve each other? How do we bind, uh, become bound together? How do we become a stronger body of Christ? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I believe we do it God's way. Uh, and that might seem simple, but um, uh, God gave us instructions in his word for how to do life together. He, uh, he spells it out pretty plainly. Relationships is one of the biggest topics in the Bible. Yep. It's all over the place. You can find relationship advice in just about every book of the Bible. Kids, there's one of the books that you got to skip for right now. <laughs> um, but it'll be there for you later. <laughs> <laughs> my notes. Um, okay. Um, so if, uh, if we want to be successful in business, we do business God's way, right? If we want to be successful in marriage, we do marriage God's way. If we want to be successful in relationships, we do relationships God's way. Um, and some of the things you'll hear today, you've heard before. These, I'll probably be using verses that you maybe even have memorized or have heard here and there. Um, and, uh, but that's okay. Sometimes we need yeah. um, to be reminded. Sometimes we need kind of that Christianity 101 again, a refresher course in uh, how we're supposed to be doing this, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, the Word of God isn't a one-time use 
solution. It's not something that we read once in Sunday school, and then we're good to go for the rest of our lives, right? You know, just read it once through, and then you're done. Uh, David said in Psalms 91, um, the word of God is a lamp unto his feet and a light unto his path. It's not that map that he you know, read over real quick before he took off. No, this is like the lantern that he's taking one step at a time uh, in order to light his way all the way. Yeah. Um, uh, the word of God is our daily bread. Something that we, you know, we're supposed to be fueled by, ingesting every single day on a regular basis. Um, so, you guys ready to go? Yeah. Here we go. Um, Lewis, did you hand out those things? We didn't? We're just going to Oh, we got it. Great. Cool. So, you can take notes on that if you want. Thank you. Good job. That was sneaky. Um, <laughs> okay, number one on the 10 ways to improve relationships is... I have the clicker. This is different than Ben Taylor. Ben, ben Taylor. <laughs> Hold it. No, it's no, green no. now. Okay. Click. Forward. Forward. Right. 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 <laughs> oh. oh no! There we go. Sweet. Love correction. Don't get defensive. Love correction. Don't get defensive. I'm a music teacher, um, and it cracks me up when a student, after I, you know, after they play their piece, and I start to kind of point out the areas that they need to improve. They start to get a little defensive, like, oh, um, I don't think it would have sounded good that way, or um, I, I can't play those notes that quickly, or there's no room in there for that, for that little thing, right? Um, I, I'm not there to make fun of them. I'm not there to, um, uh, you know, to tell them, you know, to make them feel bad. I'm there to help, right? So an appropriate response would be to let your guard down, yeah. right? Accept criticism. Um, and to be teachable, yeah. right? Um, so this is, that, um, this is that iron sharpening iron situation. Um, sometimes that's gonna hurt, right? Irons, we're, we're sharpening iron. Um, sometimes there's gonna be those ouch moments, but if we can get beyond that, um, God can use each other to make a difference in our own lives. Um, Proverbs says, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, yeah. but whoever hates correction is stupid. The Bible says, don't call people stupid unless you're quoting scripture. <laughs> so a defensive posture separates us from each other. Can we all agree that, to that? When you put your hands up, it's going to separate. There's a separation between you and the other person. So number, uh, number one, love correction, welcome criticism. Don't get defensive. Good. Number two, can I just say number two and you'll flip it over? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> number two, be honest. Don't flatter. Um, that's Snoopy being honest there. For all I know, you're a duck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell people the truth instead of what they want to hear. Uh, Proverbs says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but profuse are the kisses of an enemy. So uh, uh, sometimes when you're in a friendship, um, you're going to get those moments where they're going to be honest with you. And that's okay. It's not the doctrine of Christianity to avoid speaking truth in hopes not to offend people. Come on. You know? Um, 
the, uh, it's, it's not the doctrine of Christianity to never bring a word of correction. Right. You know? Um, the message of that silent tolerance, political correctness, um, the, uh, the moral relativity where it's okay, everything's okay if you're okay and you know, everything's just, we'll all be okay. That's, not, that's the world standard of living. Right. You know? um, our standard is if somebody's in the wrong, Scripture says to go to them. You know, scripture says to go to them, uh, not just mentally, you know, criticizing that speck in their eye, but in love, yeah. you know, stand up for what's right and call out the righteous child of God inside them. Um, so flattery and dishonesty to make people happy is not worth it. It doesn't produce lasting joy. Um, it'll be momentary. It's selfish. Um, and it's not what we're called to. So we'll be faithful to tell the truth and you'll be a valuable friend. Um, all right, number three. Our words should taste good. Oh, that's good. Paul says that our speech should always be gracious, yeah. seasoned with salt. Yeah. What's the purpose of salt? Make things taste good, right? It's a seasoning. Um, so the things that we say should be delicious. When we get together, you know, we should, uh, we should be snacking on good communication. You know, after a long conversation with a friend on your couch, you know, you should feel a little, you know, bloated, maybe loosen up the belt a little bit, you know, <laughs> should be, uh, you know, you should feel full. Um, so uh, as you're being honest, don't do it in a harsh way, yeah. right? Um, don't use the excuse of, oh, I'm just being honest to be mean to people. Amen. Come on. Um, you can still be gentle and sweet in your, uh, and communicate truthfully. That's right. You know, those aren't um, mutually exclusive. Um, yeah, so there's a difference between that iron sharpening iron thing and taking that cheese grater and just ripping somebody to shreds, you know? Yeah. Um, Proverbs says, there's one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Come on. So when we speak... It should be in a way that brings healing, not in a harsh way. Cameron spoke about the power of life and death being in our tongue. Our tongue is incredibly powerful. God wants to use your tongue in order to make change in other people. Yeah. You know? Um, so be careful, how, be careful how you say things. This is something I've had to work on over the years. Um, and when I'm saying things uh, that you know, wouldn't normally hurt me, you know, I'm a pretty thick-skinned person, um, but I wasn't saying, uh, I, I wasn't thinking, being considerate, thinking about other people. Um, and I've done some, some I've wounded some people just because I, uh, I wasn't speaking in love, I wasn't speaking with gentleness. Gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit, right? Um, so let's, uh, let's be aware, uh, and God will help us with that. Uh, all right, so it's our responsibility to speak with words that taste good. Number four. Hold your tongue. Hold your tongue. The Bible says, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Maybe it's easier to hear formatted like this. The holy book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse number 14 says, Where words are many, transgression, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. <laughs> um, 
I do like the New Living Translation. Doesn't beat around the bush. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> um, so you don't have to respond to everything. That's right. You don't have to respond. You can keep scrolling. Come on. On Facebook, right? You don't have to respond to everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, don't get stuck in those YouTube comments where you're just back and forth with the trolls. Don't be a troll. Um, so, yeah, so maybe, you know, um, scroll past or just turn it off and pray for them. You know, that would be a more Christian way to respond than arguing back and forth. We turn off your phone and start praying for that other person. Um, let it go. You have a God that's in control. You know? Um, it's not our job to correct every person in every situation. Uh, also, you don't need to defend yourself. Yeah. God is our defender. God is our shield. Um, and I think Jesus was a great example of this. He, um, he was misunderstood all the time. Um, he was misrepresented all the time. And you know the words that he says weren't words of um, defense, weren't words of you know, putting his guard up. Every time he spoke, it was to make a difference in somebody else's life. Yeah. He was selfless in his speech. Um, it, he didn't justify himself. Um, so when we're trying to do communication and relationships God's way, sometimes we need to hold our tongue. Mm -hmm. Number five. Keep talking. <laughs> this, this sounds a little bit, uh, little bit opposite to um, uh, hold your tongue. But uh, keep talking. We need to stop giving each other the silent treatment in church. Um, when someone wrongs us, we need to seek reconciliation. We remember that God sought reconciliation with us. So we have to seek reconciliation with other people. You know, It's not forgiveness when, um, when you go six months without talking to that person in church ever since that one thing happened. Right? <laughs> If you feel there's some tension or whatever, go to them, seek reconciliation, say, you know, I'm just feeling there's something between us. Um, I, I don't know if I did something wrong, but uh, can we pray together? Can we, can we go to God together and see if we can repair this relationship? I want to be in good communi communication, good community with you. Um, and that takes humility. Um, Colossians 3 says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion. Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So that bearing with one another. Sometimes it takes some perseverance to stick together, right? Some personalities just don't go well together sometimes. You know, but we got to... <laughs> I see some elbowing. Um, so uh, um, we gotta, you know, we gotta bear with each other. Um, yeah. So let's keep talking to each other. Number six: refuse to gossip. Amen. Refuse to gossip. Gossip is an absolute poison. Yeah. If you have something against someone else, if you know something about someone, go to them in person. Go to them in person. Um, don't involve all of your friends in the circle, right? Um, don't spend time talking about other people's faults. Scripture says love covers over all wrongs. Love covers over all wrongs. Um, it, it's not our job to expose wrongs. It's not our job to expose people. 
if you see somebody is in the wrong, our job is to cover them. Right. Yeah, that's good. Um, Proverbs, again, so much to say about this. A gossip can't be trusted with a secret, but someone of integrity won't violate a confidence. So here's some cues that what you're hearing might be gossip. Number one, I saw you're hanging out with so-and-so, just so you know about them. You know, or you didn't hear this from me, but right. Jesus never said that, right? Jesus never said you didn't hear this from me. Jesus said, "Verily I say unto you." You know, it was very clear who was doing the same. Um, so, and when it comes to praying for someone else, you don't need to know a hundred details about that other person in order to pray for them. Um, we should be the church that goes, you know, oh. Pastor Cameron's in trouble, let me pray for him right now. You know, instead of talking about, you know, what's, what's wrong? Um, or, you know, um, Bill's in need of something, let me call him right now and see what he needs. You know, let me see if I can be a good friend to him right now, instead of just talking about it, you know? It's good. Um, and as a side note, but it's, but it's true is not an excuse for gossip. Come on. You know? Um, it doesn't matter if you're spreading lies or spreading damaging truths about somebody. Right. Um, let's speak good things about each other. Um, that's, what, that's what's going to build us up into a unified body. Yeah. Um, spreading negative details about each other is only going to separate us. It's yeah. only going to bring conflict. Yeah. Um, and some of this is rooted in our tendency to, to love hearing negativity. Come on. It's part of our sinful nature. Is we, yeah. we like that. Um, and this is something I am so guilty of, and I'm working on. Um, and I, I spend way too much time on the internet, you know, looking up uh, um, famous church people, you know, controversies and this kind of thing, you know. Um, that's gossip, you know. It might, you might just be you with your computer, but it's gossip. Yeah, that's good. Um, so refuse to listen to that. Um, you know how to, you know, stop gossip in its tracks? Either refuse to listen completely or start speaking words of truth about that other person. Words of, of grace, words of love, um, and words of, you know, positive, positive words. Yeah. All right, number seven. Kill pride, stay humble. Uh. Proverbs 27 says, let another praise you, not your own mouth. A stranger and not your own lips. So how, how often are we talking about ourselves in conversation? You know, how much of our conversation, we, we get through it, we talk about our stories, our life, our struggles and everything, we walk away and then wonder why we don't have very deep friendships, you know? Um, friendship takes some interest in the other person. Yeah. This is relationship 101, you've got to throw the ball back and forth. Yeah. Um, We've we, we got to stop talking about ourselves and being consumed with what we're doing. Um, Sometimes we think of pride as the person with the puffed up chest that uh, spends all day in front of the mirror complimenting themselves. <laughs> um, but that caricature is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an easy way to get off the hook for, oh, I'm not prideful because that person probably exists somewhere, but it's not me, yeah. you know? I just do my hair in the mirror, you know? Um, but pride is bigger than that, you know? Pride is a... Um, a a center on self. It's the wow. center of your universe is yourself. You think only of your perspective on things. Mm -hmm. um, and the truth is, none of us are the center of our universes, of any universe. God is the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and the more we bring God as the center of, our, of the universe, the more we'll be able to relate to people in a humble way, uh, the more we'll be able to tear down pride. That's good. Um, Philippians, and you, many of you guys have heard this verse before. It's just so good when it's talking about pride. Do nothing about, uh, of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself or more important than yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So this means be self-sacrificial. Give more than you get. It means um, value other people as more important. You're more important than I am. You're more important than I am. You're more important than I am. You know, we have to think that way or else we're going to get prideful. Um, okay, kill pride, stay humble. Moving on, number eight. Keep your cool, don't get angry. Jesus is such a great example of this. He gets beaten, mocked, misunderstood, everything. And uh, through that whole rig trial thing, he stays silent, scripture says. Yeah. You know, we only have a record of like seven things that he said on the way to and on the cross. Um, and none of them were said in anger. None of them were said out of bitterness or spite. They were all, um, they were all God-focused, other-focused. He was forgiven people. It's amazing. Um, the truth is that anger ruins relationships. Yep. Um, if people are afraid of how you're going to react to things, they're not going to want to be close to you. Yeah. Um, Proverbs even says, make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. It's not even telling the person not to be angry. It's saying to everybody else, stay away from him. Yeah. You know, if we're going to be together, we got to remove anger so that we can be together. Yeah, um, yeah so we got to ask God for patience when it comes to anger, uh, and he'll... He'll give you that. Uh, he'll give you that patience. He'll give you that peace uh, and that contentment uh, and that control, self-control. Um, I believe it. It's a fruit of the spirit. Spend time with him, you'll get it. Um, all right, number nine. Don't jump to conclusions. Misunderstanding breeds when we don't uh, when we don't stop to communicate. When we don't stop to listen. Come on. Um, scripture has a ton to say about this topic. Proverbs says, uh, to answer before listening is folly and shame. Wow. It also says, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. He doesn't care about understanding. He cares about expressing his own opinion. Come on. And then James, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Mm -hmm. um, and that takes time. Right? We gotta invest time into our relationships. And this is what that investment looks like. It means taking time to listen. Um, our first reaction to issues shouldn't be to figure out and assign blame on whose on who's fault things are, right? Right. right? God doesn't care about the blame. Um, he doesn't even necessarily care about solving the problem as much as he cares about the relationships. Right. He cares about being connected with people. He cares about reconciliation. Things are going to happen, right? But our first priority has to be, I'm going to treat you with love, you know? I'm going to treat you with humility. I'm going to treat yeah. you with grace. First Corinthians says, love always hopes and always trusts, you know? The world might call it naive, Come on. 
You know, but love believes the best about people. Yeah. Uh, so that's number nine. Don't jump to conclusions. Number ten. Keep God the center. Yeah. Um, every time two or three are gathered in the name of God, he is there with them. He is here right with us now. He's listening to me talk. He's reading the notes you're writing down. Um, he's taking the words that I'm speaking. I'm so thankful for this. And, and translating them into his words. He's translating them into what he wants uh, to be imprinted on your heart. Um, he's here in our midst. Um, yeah, we meet together because of the change that he's made in us. You know, all of us are here because of him. You know, we're Christians because of Christ. Um, that's what brings us together. So when we have a conflict with another person, be quick to bring God into the conversation. You know, you hear somebody saying, uh, oh, did you hear about what Tom did? You know, how he, he really made the, the wrong choice there. Start speaking, start speaking God's words into that situation, you know? I really believe in God as a, uh, Tom is a man of God. I'm excited about the obstacles that he's going to be, uh, going to be crossing. I'm excited that God's going to make his path straight. I've been praying for him, you know? He, he's going to have a better relationship with his wife and his kids, you know? I, I believe it. I'm excited about what Tom's going to do for the kingdom of God. He's going to bring God glory with all the talents and skills that, that uh, are inside of him, you know? We can speak those words because they're God's words, you know? Yes. Uh, we got to change the conversation. We got to turn our eyes on Jesus, you know, and everything, all of these problems, fights, struggles, all that's going to fade away. Come on. You know, let's focus on Jesus. Uh, God wants to work through us as a community. He wants to work through uh, us to make all of the change happen in the earth. You know, sometimes he does things directly, but most of the time it's through a laying on of hands or most of the time it's through a prayer, you know, or going up and telling your story to somebody, you know, that's how God's going to change Valleywood. And that's how God's going to change Ostomo and Portage and Alamo Township and all of these other places. He's going to change it through us, you know, so we've got to, we've got to relate to each other. Well, we've got to communicate well. One of the biggest complaints about Christianity is, oh, those, those Christians are always fighting they, they seem to be in disagreement all the time. Uh, it doesn't have to be that way, you know? Our relationships with each other can be an amazing evangelism uh, tool, you know? It can be a ma an amazing witness to someone else, you know? They, they solve their problems. They come together. I can see there's obviously a ton of disagreement, but boy, they come around the, uh, the same goal, you know? They worship together. They forgive each other, you know? That's... That's a huge, uh, a huge witness. Amen. Uh, yeah, so would you, uh, would you pray with me? Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you tell us uh, the way to go. God, you light our path. Uh, God, you're faithful to tell us your will. And then help us. God, you, you give us the grace in order to accomplish it, accomplish it. And even the desire to accomplish it. God, we thank you. God, I pray that we would keep you the center of our relationships. God, when we come together, you would be the center. Jesus would be lifted up. God, that we would communicate in a way that honors you. God, that we'd have the heart of King David that said, may the words of my heart and the meditation 
uh, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God, we want to honor you. We want to make you happy. God, that's our number one goal. Come on. God, I pray that you would bind us together in love. God, that love would be the glue that holds us together. Help us to value each other more than we value ourselves. And to speak with each other with grace and with love. God, we're your church. We look to you, God, to help us keep a guard on our mouth. We look to you to help us with patience. God, you're our source. We believe that you will do it because you have been so faithful in the past. Thank you. Thank you that you love us enough, God, to help us through even the small things.